I'm Greg Lambrecht, founder of Intrinsic Therapeutics and one of the inventors of the Barricade Annular Closure Device. In this interview series, Beating the Odds of Reherniation, you'll hear from Dr. Pierce Nunley, director of the Spine Institute of Louisiana, and Professor Claudius Tomei, the director of neurosurgery at the University of Innsbruck, Austria. You're listening to Chapter 3, Level 1 RCT and Cost Effectiveness. So without further ado, let's hear from these two great spine surgeons. Well, good morning, everybody, and really pleasure to, to be here and be with my colleague, Claudius Tomei. You know, when we when we talk a little bit more going on a kind of topic three and look at preventing a disability, I think one of the papers that highlights that well is, is, is your own paper uh, that you were a senior author on in 2018. And this was that randomized controlled study with 550 patients. And when we talk about preventing disability, it was really a good summary of those patients. And uh, I'd like you to maybe talk a bit about this uh, randomized uh, study that you were the PI for. The company also approached us for to decide on, on, on how to go forward. And that's how we designed this, this large study with ending up with more than 500 patients, almost 300 in each group. And it was a one-to-one randomization. And what's very important on it is that the surgeon did the discectomy like he would normally do. Preferably, there were surgeons interested in limited discectomy, so no scraping of the end plates, of course. And then if they were done, the patient was randomized to either receiving a barricade or closure. And we did this to avoid any bias that if, if you would know beforehand, you may choose your patient differently, you may do the operation differently, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I so think that's such be, an important point that people ought to yeah. understand that this was an interoperative randomization. You know, um, bias comes into all of these industry studies. And I think you did a great job advising the uh, company and mitigating that bias as much as possible. So I think that point needs to be solemnly made. Absolutely. No, that, that, that's very important. And, and what, we, what we found, obviously, was um, that the regeneration rates were about half for the barricade device. To be honest, there's still some questions why our real-world studies that were performed outside the barricade trial showed significantly better results. I mean, the, the barricade trial already lowered regeneration rates by at least 50%. But some of the other um, real-world studies even were down to to minimum reherniation rate. You know, and I think you're making a great point about why we do research and why we do it well. So you guys looked at those results. And of course, by the time we started our USA study, um, I've not implanted an eight millimeter. And it was because we learned, put the largest one that fits. And you're right. It takes a little more technique. It's a little bit harder. Uh, you might have to increase your laminotomy or your facetectomy a little bit, but you learn how to do that. And so we learned from your study and our U.S. study. So it'll be interesting to compare the differences when we get through uh, the study we're currently conducting. But I want to bring up this thing, too, about, about your paper. You know, reoperation is not benign. And there's, uh, in this paper, you essentially showed that there's three times the disability of patients that require reoperation. Their ODI scores are 4.3 higher, their vast leg is 3.6 higher, vast back 2.5 higher, not working. Now this is, 
we're going to get into the economics a little bit, and I, I'd like to segue into that. But when you when you think about it, um, uh, not working 1.7 times worse for reoperations, and you take them out of the workforce, you take them out of being productive members of society, and then flip that and potentially put them on disability, um, that has a huge consequence, not just to our patients, but also to society as a whole. Um, and I think that uh, a further segue is when you looked at um, uh, Laro's paper uh, in 2020, talked about reoperation rates adding $44,000 of direct health care costs over four years following discectomy. I think that's important. I don't know, are you seeing that kind of increased cost in Germany? It's a little bit different system, but there are some similarities. Um, there are some similarities. To be honest, um, we are still... I don't want to say poor on costs, but for, for our socialized system or mainly socialized system, um, still that doesn't really matter that much, to be honest, because everything is government paid anyway. So, so we are not that worried about how about future costs. For me personally, it's more, and that's also what the studies clearly showed. And, and uh, I, I thank you for mentioning also the, the, the factors. Um, um, how much more problems those patients have if they have a reoperation, no matter whether that's a fusion or a, or a re-discectomy. And um, it's, it's, it's devastating for those patients because if you have a primary disc surgery, we all, like we discussed before, you have a maybe 80, maybe 85% chance of success and everything goes very well. In a second operation, your, your, your chance of, do, of having a good result is lower than 60%. So, so almost half of your patients that you have to do two um, operations on will, will have rather poor outcome. They will have more disability, more pain, and will be out of work with, by a factor of three or four um, in comparison to, to, to the others. And this is ruining those patients' lives. And we all have these patient careers, um, one surgery, next surgery, and they keep on going on. And I don't even want to talk about the psychological issues that right. are involved. So in chronic us, pain, right? In chronic pain, absolutely. So for us, to be honest, it's, it's uh, and we are happy about that. It's not that much about costs. Our system takes care of those 40,000 US dollars cost for the second operation. And it's more worrisome that the patients obviously suffer. They, their financial background, their psychological future will be completely different. And that's why I also think we should avoid those fusions with very aggressive discectomies, and we should avoid reoperations wherever we can. Yeah, I think your points are so well made. And, and you know, the clinicians in the United States, I think we primarily care about that. But unfortunately, we have to deal with a different system where we have to get paid. We got to get reimbursed. Not so much for us to do the surgery. The hospitals have to be reimbursed mm. because the implants are expensive. And then it's just a different system. And so I think, you know, obviously that's one of the reasons we're doing the U.S. study is to try to show the benefit uh, so that insurance companies will sign on and give us a, a, a special code. We have codes we use here. Um, and I think that based on the data, that's going to be a, a, a slam dunk. But um, it's, it's unfortunate we have to deal with that and can't just focus on the patient. You're absolutely right with all the social psychological uh, factors that, you know, divorces, they lose their car, they lose their house. They, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a mess. 
For now, we'll uh, say thank you to everybody for uh, paying attention and take care and uh, have a great day and everybody be safe. Stay tuned to hear from the experts on bone anchored annular closure next time in chapter four. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe wherever you're listening. To watch the entire interview, head over to youtube.com forward slash barricade. Thanks, Dr. Nunley and Professor Tomei. And thank you for listening and for helping us build a world where lumbar disc herniation doesn't define lives. To download a copy of the publication synopsis, visit barricade.com and click the Publish Clinical Evidence section or contact your local representative for a print brochure. Keep in mind that the products discussed in this podcast have labeling limitations. Barricade is indicated for reducing the incidence of reherniation and reoperation in skeletally mature patients with radiculopathy, with or without back pain, attributed to a posterior or posterior lateral herniation, and confirmed by history, physical examination, and imaging studies, which demonstrate neural compression using MRI to treat a large annular defect between four and six millimeters tall and between six and 10 millimeters wide, following a primary discectomy procedure at a single level between L4 and S1. All medical devices have risks. Please refer to barricade.com instructions for a full list of benefit and risk information. U.S. law restricts this device to sale by or on the order of a physician. The guests on this podcast are consultants of Intrinsic Therapeutics. Mm-hmm.